Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the People You Meet podcast. I'm Richard White, and thanks for tuning in. For episode 13, we meet Nicole Davis, an entrepreneur from Houston, Texas. We talk about how she got her business started, losing everything in Hurricane Harvey, and how she bounced back with the support of friends and family. So my first question, in your own words, who is Nicole Davis? Um, Nicole Davis is a 29-year-old entrepreneur. Um, I've been in business for six years. I own a clothing boutique, Pretty Little Things, in uh, Kingwood, Texas, just north of Houston. She's familiar with entrepreneurship, but decided to take a chance after graduation. So I always wanted to own my own business, and at you know, 18, 19, I didn't know too much about anything, but um, shopping was obviously something I could wrap my head around. And so my parents are entrepreneurs, and so I decided, hey, I can do that. And um, my last semester of college at U of H, I was spring breaking in Colorado, and there was a cute little boutique up there, and I just asked her, hey, can I do an internship here? And so I moved to Colorado for the summer after I graduated, and she just kind of taught me the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, like I said, my parents had owned their own businesses, so I understood kind of the back end of things and how that all needs to work. And so I just kind of learned that industry, and we went to market and just learning how to do inventory and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's where it started. After the internship, she took a whole year for logistics. That included finding a location, hiring a lawyer, and making sure she was doing everything right, all of which prepared her for grand opening. Um, I always joke about grand opening, and I say that I was kind of looking for the adult in the room because you start this, and you're so excited, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, am I doing this? I'm in charge. Someone asked a question. I'm the only one that can give the answer. Um, and so it went really, really well. We had a lot of support, um, so much so that we actually didn't have enough inventory. So we were having to um, order a ton after the end of our first day to refill up the store. But it went really well. For the first five years, business was great. Her company saw growth each year, and things couldn't have been better. Then two weeks after their yearly celebration, Hurricane Harvey happened. Growing up in Houston, you hear about hurricanes all the time. Um, you know, I lived through all like Rita and then even Katrina and all of that stuff happened when I was in high school. And so you always hear about them, but they never affected me personally. Like, yes, friends, family, um, our community as a whole in Houston, but me personally, I had never lived through it. And so it seemed like, oh, I don't know, a big deal, but not what happened big deal um and so you know we were watching the news kind of listening to everything and I wasn't worried at all until I heard that they're letting out like Conroe and that directly affects Lake Houston and they had done that in the previous year and it flooded the street and so I thought if we're getting all of this rain and this hurricane like so it kind of started to think about it but then also too you fight those feelings of fear and you're like no it's gonna be fine but then we came up to the store just to kind of check on things and see what the water was looking like in the lake and we were here for like an hour and a half two hours and in that time they had evacuated my apartments which are right behind the store and the water in the parking lot had rose like a few feet um and so that's when I I just knew when we were leaving at that moment like this is probably not going to end well. Um, and then 
I just kind of turned off my phone, went to bed, and I woke up the next day to a couple of texts from neighbors and, like, friends in the area and getting pictures of their home, and I knew if their home was flooded that we were too, Um, and so that was, I don't even know, there's no word, (laughs) Um, just crazy, crazy to see it, Um, and then the water had just come in and out within like 24 hours, so there was already people like walking around over here, and um, so we were able to get here pretty soon to see the damage. There are some things you won't ever forget. Nicole remembers the smell, the weather, and everything else when seeing the damage done to her store. Like anyone else who has experienced tragedy, it was surreal. So I walk up and like I said, the water had come, you know, about five to five and a half feet up and then was already down by the time we walked in there. So I could see the water line on the glass. Um, I just remember opening the door and there was like a slime, a muddy slime, just silt all over the ground. And, um, it was so quiet and just hot and smelly and everything. I mean, everything the water touched, it was moved and filthy. And, um, I just remember hearing the sounds of like my feet walking around because there's probably like an inch of water left, um, and just that silt and just looking at everything. And I have really good pictures and video because I remember just in that moment thinking, I need to capture this because I'm not going to remember this is like out of body experience and so um I've watched it a couple of times just to kind of remember what it um looked like too but yeah it was just every single thing in the store was soaking wet or turned around or moved um it's crazy how powerful the water is stuff would be moved you know five six feet across the room like huge tables and cabinets and Um, but I, I held it together. I didn't feel, I think I knew when I was walking in what I was going to see. And so in that moment, you think it's all of your things, but it's actually just trash. And so you kind of get this. Now my house flooded too. And that was a little different because it is more tangible, um, things. But in this moment it was, you know, um, just, okay, let's clean up. Let's get all this out of here and, and not look at this trash anymore and it just kind of you kind of felt a disconnect and to the things that it was more the place and the people and everything that made me emotional but the actual stuff um just kind of felt like stuff in that moment in 24 hours nicole's way of life was gone with so much happening around her it took some time to process it took me a couple of days to grieve i think i was in shock for a couple days and then we had been gutting and cleaning out the store there was just piles of stuff everywhere um then we had went to my house the next day and cleaned out that and it was when we were finally done and so the momentum kind of broke and shifted we weren't just actively fighting anymore it had kind of calmed down in a sense um and I was trying to figure out our next step and I think that's when I broke um I just cry. I remember just crying, just saying I want to just go lay in my bed because <laughs> I was just so exhausted and I couldn't just go home and lay in my bed. And so I felt like I could never get untired. And that was an overwhelming feeling of I have this huge battle ahead of me and I can't even go home and regroup and do all that. I literally had a backpack of things that I had brought over to my parents. Um, and 
that was that. And so that was probably, there was just a couple of days where I was just, I was also grieving for all of my friends in the community. And um, I felt the worst about this pressure or this this work that I had put on my friends and family everyone was so sweet to come and help and support but it was stressful and hot and tiring and I felt like a guilt almost about putting them through this too because it was hard enough on me but I felt like I had to kind of deal with it because they were doing so much for me um and so I really didn't grieve long because I was like we have to get up and get going now and if I just sit here and sulk while other people are helping me clean and stuff that's um that didn't seem fair and so grieving was just a short time I think when I was just horribly exhausted and then we just kept going the process of moving forward can be tough but she handled it one step at a time insurance covered a lot and it was still plenty of papers to fill out but what stood out the most was the support she received. That's been the biggest thing. And that's why I said I couldn't really grieve because everyone was being so supportive. Uh, we, I was still getting inventory in. We were rerouting all of our packages. So we get inventory every single day. And so the inventory was coming in. So we, you know, beefed up the website. So we were selling some stuff online. We made some cool Houston um, Pride shirts, um, some like Houston Strong shirts, and uh, we were promoting those and selling those, and we found a spot about three miles from our store that flooded that was empty, and they allowed us to sublease it, and so within three weeks of the hurricane, we had cleaned and gutted the store, my apartment, um, and then opened up this temporary pop-up shop, we called it, and just to keep the dream alive that's what we kept saying keep the dream alive and uh but that way we had a place to sell you know our inventory that was still coming in and reunite with our customers keep my employees um employed keep myself employed because I had lost everything and there was a moment that I was like I don't have a house or a job um but it was nice because we realized that we are greater than just a building and we can kind of relocate and make it happen um, and so that's what we did. So that was a really busy three weeks. But um, we just posted everything that we were doing on social media. And so our, um, you know, friends and family were able to support us and show up um, that day. So that was really nice. The time at the pop-up shop was brief, but a unique experience they'll never forget. Oh, man. We laugh still about like, oh, at the pop-up shop. Because obviously it wasn't our um, design, infrastructure, everything like that. It was just a pop-up shop and we painted it and but of course we didn't want to spend too much money we had no idea how long we were going to be there um we put in some mirrors and it was but it it got us it you know kept us alive and with jobs so we joke because it's a very much a love-hate relationship um it had this old carpet that we still all talk about but um it's definitely it was a sweet season um that we were able to stay open and have neighbors new neighbors and they were so sweet and uh but yeah it was we just kept, tried to keep the exact same momentum that we had in the store and we do like a fall party we have black friday small business saturday and we just kept all of that going um in our store there so it was really sweet um to have everyone come by still and shop one more thing with everything she went through at the time, Nicole was still planning a wedding. Oh my gosh, you should see the to-do list. I would just have post-it notes all over, um, just 
trying to take care of this and this and this. It was kind of a juggling act for a while, um, but we made it happen. Opening the store was a huge relief because I thought, like, okay, that's done. Um, it's just, yeah, a thousand to-do lists of all the little things and making sure everything was getting done. But it's been a crazy year for sure. They thought the pop-up shop would last two to three months, but it turned into seven. But on April 14th, they finally moved back into the store with a bigger space and a few upgrades. Along the way, she realized her toughness and learned a few other things. I think the number one thing I learned um, is just obviously you have to be a part of something bigger than yourself. So whether that's your spirituality, your friend group, your community, you cannot do anything alone. Um, and while I am self-employed and an entrepreneur and I do run a lot of the stuff by myself, you have to have a community and people behind you. Um, just to stay sane and to, you know, support you and help. Um, so that was probably just the most valuable lesson I learned is just be good to your friends. And when someone is going through something, you know, things to do and say and help. Because um, we get so caught up in our little bubble that I think sometimes we forget when someone's going through something huge and life-altering even just, I mean, one time some a friend just came and helped me hang up clothes and brought me a coffee. And that would, I would have never asked her. She just said, I'm coming over. And um, so it's made me be a better friend, but also I'm grateful that I was a good friend so that I had a lot of support. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I learned so much and it comes in like different ways. You, you realize your toughness and I'm really proud too. Cause I've always said, you know, you can't have a testimony without a test. And so this is a huge test and I just feel like we're exactly where we're supposed to be doing what we're supposed to be doing because we faced adversity and we, we're still making it work. Um, and I was excited for my employees to go through something tough like that too. Cause I think they learned, um, you know, just like don't give up. And once the story opened, it was insane. And I don't think that will ever, I mean, as low as the lows were, that's how high the highs were. It just completely um, was I'm insane. I mean, there's a line out the door for across the parking lot of people waiting to get in. Um, we had a line the whole day and nobody cared because they were just there to support us. So that was really nice because we're huge on customer service, but everyone that day was there with grace and love and just so, so sweet. Um, it made it all worth it in a you know crazy way. I wouldn't have ever picked what we went through, but we would have never gotten that day. And so I kept trying to remind myself of that. You know, if we wouldn't have went through all these hard times, we wouldn't get this party. And it was. It was a huge party. It was so fun. Um, and then, of course, that little voice inside of you, you know, I was like, oh, half of our facility isn't back yet. A bunch of the restaurants aren't here. So I kept, oh, what if, you know, no one comes back? What if that was just a fluke? You know, we're here without all of our neighbors. And um, luckily, that was just a lie. And it's been wonderful. Um, we've actually like increased sales. So we grew every year. And I thought for sure, there's no way we can do it from year five to five to six, but we have. Um, and so it's been phenomenal. It's been a lot of work. Um, and I probably drink too much coffee and say I'm tired too much. But um, yeah, talking about it makes it all worth it and you realize how 
amazing it has been. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicole Davis. So the wedding she planned for, yeah, that's happening this weekend. So all the best to you and your husband, Jackie, moving forward. I'll be at the wedding and you'll hear all about it and who was my plus one on our next episode. If you'd like to reach out to Nicole or visit her store, I'll have all that information in the episode description. Our music is by Mark Henry Beats and our image is by Evan White. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TPYMPod, on Instagram at The People You Meet Pod, and The People You Meet Podcast on Facebook. If you like this episode or any others, be sure to leave a five-star review and tell a friend. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. I'm your host, Richard White, and thank you for listening. Until next time, be safe and be great.